Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back at it with Beyond the Clubhouse podcast. Dude, it has been a long time. It's been about two and a half months since the last podcast that I did. It was back in July, already hard to believe, during the Open Championship at St. Andrews. But you know what? There's it, it, a lot going on. i got a third baby on the way with my wife, LaMonica. So we're getting the house ready. I've got things going on with my other work, with camera work. So I've been a little bit busy uh, this summer and getting into the fall. But we also, when we have a week like this, it's Scotland, it's Dunhill Links going on, and it reminds me of the trip that I took to Scotland. And so I'm going to release, this is the first episode of a five-part series on the five courses I played north of Scotland. It was in the county of Angus. So we're looking at, you know, 25-minute drive to some of these courses, like this particular episode, Downfield Golf Club in Dundee. It's only a 25-minute drive from the old course, uh, others are a little further north. I mean, this is the area close to Carnoustie. Carnoustie is in this part of Scotland, okay? The north east coast, if you will. North middle east coast, I guess is a better way to put it. But no, listen, it's a beautiful area. And, and these courses, listen, they are not going to be your top open championship road of courses, right? We're, you know, we're all going to hopefully put together a trip at some point, a buddy's trip, or maybe you're going on your own, you want to play golf in Scotland. It's just, we see the open, we love it, right? We love the old course. You're going to want to make it your bucket list courses, your bucket list opportunities. These are some of the courses that may not be on that beaten path. You may not have heard of some of these, like Downfield, like our Broth Golf Club, or like some Panmure, or some of these others that we'll get into. But I'm going to give you some examples and, and kind of a feel of what it's like to be there and, and maybe why, some, some reasons why we want to add this to your list. A lot of good cost differences. We'll get into that too. Pounds of dollars. But overall, as a rule, you're looking at championship courses that are around 320 during the high season, peak season, which would be from about May into, uh, into part of October, right? That's your St. Andrews old course. That's your Carnoustie. Uh, for these courses that I'm going to bring up, you're, you're looking at the overall four to the five would be in the 60 to 120 range during the peak season. And that's depending on the time of day, right? Another positive, you can play till about 1030 at night during the summer. So listen, if you haven't made it out to Scotland yet, you've got to, just for that alone, teeing off, not a better feeling than having a beer at seven o'clock and go, you know what? I want to get 18 and let's do this. And you can do that. And pull it off. So anyway, we're going to start with Downfield Golf Club. This is in this, the town of Dundee. You're only a, really a few minutes from the, the town center, but it's so serene on this course. It's a park and golf course, right? So you've got trees everywhere. It's just such a majestic look to a real beautiful course. Obviously, you're in Lynx land. I mean, just all the other courses around there are Lynx hard and fast, very exposed to the wind, pot bunkers. This is more... You know, you've got water, you've got little lakes and ponds on seven of the holes. So a little a little different challenge. You know, you got dog legs and just a lot of, uh, shape. you still got to shape your shots, right? It is Scotland, so you're still going to have the double greens and some of those uh, signature things that you would see 
in Scotland. I want to tell you about the yardages. Uh, I guess 6,840 6, would, would be what you get for the tips. The blue tees would be about 6,523. So not super long, but not also you know super short either. The par fives in that area at 6,523 from the blue. The par fives are in the 480 to the 520 range roughly. So you can get to some of these. Um, from the ladies tees, it's 5,839 from those tees as well. The rating for the women is 75.3, slope is 135. Going back to the tips, the slope is 133 and the rating is 73.5. And then from the blue, the slope is 132 and the rating is 72. So anyway, that hopefully gives you an idea of just a little bit about the course, some of the the numbers behind it. Now, I did talk to three people (laughs) that we're going to have here on this podcast about the experience at Downfield. While I was there, I spoke with general manager Simon Stevenson and also Barry Smith, the head pro. These guys are some of just really enjoyable people. They made me feel at home. Traditional, good old Scottish hospitality. These guys have it for sure. I just just enjoyed their company. They they were just a blast to hang out with. So we're going to chat with them. This was in the general kind of um, restaurant area. So you're going to have a little bit of background noise. Be ready for that. But listen, these guys have a lot of fun stuff that we get into about the course, a little history of the course, but also just understanding that like this is one of the courses here on my list of, of four or five here north of St. Andrews. Some of these courses are used for the Open Championship qualifying, right? Like these are these are championship courses in their own right, uh, to use a, a TV term, right? In their own right. For example, 1999, Paul Lowry, remember that John Vandeveld blow up there at Carnoustie in 99, the Open Championship? Paul Lowry, the Scotsman, Scottish native, went on and won that. It was such a proud moment for the Scots that he did that. As an aside, when I was at the Open, I cannot tell you, every single Scottish man I've ever met, any connection to golf, that's Martin Dempster, who's a golf writer, a lot of guys who work for the RNA that I've gotten to meet over the years, uh, Mike Woodcock, every single person I've ever met that's Scottish, (laughs) that loves golf, was on that tee uh, when, when Paul Lowry teed off the Open Championship, the 150th Open at St. Andrews, right? Everyone was up there early with a cup of coffee, cup of tea in their hand. They wouldn't miss it for the world. So there's a lot of Scottish pride that went into the win for Paul Lowry there in 1999. I bring that up because he qualified through Downfield Golf Club. That was the final stage of qualifying that year in 99, as it was in 2007, when it was also at Carnoustie, the Open Championship. So these courses are actually really a part of the qualifying, a really important part of Open Championship history, really, as you get into that too. So so anyway, let's get into this interview here. Simon Stevenson and Barry Smith, and I will finish on the back end of this. Liam McDonald, a friend of mine, uh, actually from Limerick, Ireland, I ran into him at one of these courses and we enjoyed each other's company, exchange information, and we played ended up playing the same courses. So we'll talk to him as well about downfield at the end of this interview with Simon and Barry. But let's get to it here on Beyond the Clubhouse. Okay, so we're just north of St. Andrews. We're at Downfield Golf Club, and I'm with Simon Stevenson, general manager here at the club, and also with Barry Smith, head pro. Guys, what is it like being at a golf course? You know, obviously the home of golf is so nearby, but how do you kind of distinguish yourselves as a course in, in your own regard? I think the, the main thing for us is, is, is the little bit of the history and tradition that we've had. The course has been here since 1895. 
golf club was first founded back back in 1895. Um, the course we're, we're, we're on now uh, has had slight modifications, but it's an original James Braid design, which is fantastic. Um, we're a Parkland golf course, so slightly different from St Andrews and, and Carnoustie, those big names that you, you know in these areas. But I think the experience and the quality of the course is, is magnificent. Well, yeah, a lot of a lot of trees I see out there. So are, are you more protected from the wind because of that? Is it a different experience for Americans that come out because it's not that true links that, that maybe you'd expect? Yeah, I think we, we get firm and fast conditions. It's like a lot of things, you know, golf courses should be sustainable. And therefore, you know, if there's not been much, uh, much rain, the golf course just now is playing firm and fast, which is great. Um, but you do get that protection from the wind. We've got some beautiful trees and specimens out there, and um, it's a wonderful place to come, and you'll, you'll maybe get into our trees on the fourth and fifth hole, and you wouldn't even know there's a, a 20 mile an hour wind. Lovely. And Barry, I, I know there's a lot of um, junior events related to the club and, and a lot of junior programs. So, you know, tell us about you know, what that aspect is like here at Downfield. Um, obviously, uh, junior golf is very, very important right now, and uh, I think after after COVID and, and things, there's, there's been a real boost to golf. Um, it's, it's become very, very popular, um, and it's given us a great chance to, to engage with, with kids in the area. Um, so at the start of this, this year, Simon and myself spoke about getting into schools in the area. Um, so we've now visited maybe five or six different primary schools in the, in the Dundee area um, and, and, and we're growing the game. You know, we're trying to, to get as many kids out there involved in golf um, and as a result our junior section seems to be going from strength to strength um, and yeah we're, we seem to be doing quite well on that front. Um, could be some stars of the future in the making at the moment, um, we've just got to keep working away with them. Absolutely. Yeah, you never know what they're going to turn into when it's all said and done. Um, a little bit on the history. I know in the 1890s kind of got started here. James Braid, of course, famous um, Scottish person and in, in, in really in, in the world of golf. What, what can you tell us about the history of the, of the club? Uh, well, see, back along, uh, James Braid did the original design back in about 1930s. And then we had some slight modifications when we moved into this location here. Um, uh, we, we've had... A couple of our holes sort of modified. A guy called uh, DJ Russell did our fourth hole. DJ has then gone on to the likes of the Macri links uh, uh, over on Islay. Um, I think part of our history as well, though, is the number of championships that we've hosted. So over the years, we've uh, we've been a final qualifying venue for the Open. We've been a, a qualifying venue for the Seniors Open. We've hosted the Scottish Amateur. We've hosted various RNA events, and uh, uh, quite uniquely, you know, Paul Laurie final qualified here in 1999 to then go on and, and win the Open. Where he went on to win in uh, Carnoustie and beat John Vandeveld and win that playoff. Pretty uh, unforgettable moment for a lot of golf fans, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so be, because having so many of those cool events um, and, and also the first Scottish Open being played here as well, how much pride does that give a club like this, Barry? I, I think the, the members as a whole are very proud to be involved at Downfield Golf Club. Um, you know, it's, we've got nearly 850 members now. Um, you know, it, it's never been so strong. Um, I think there's a sense of, of pride um, being, being able to go out and play that, that parkland two or three times a week is, 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 is a real treat for them. Um, and we, we see all these visitors that come along and, and I don't think they quite realise how good a golf course it is until they've, they've played it. They, they actually will come off the course and go, wow, that, I wasn't quite expecting it to be that good. Right. Um, so it's, it's a real feather on our heart to, to have such a, a phenomenal golf course um, on our doorstep. 
when you're talking about membership, um, what about for the visitors? Is there kind of a, a, any kind of visiting membership kind of situation or program that's set up at all for you guys, uh, Simon? We do various packages with, with other clubs, so uh, we do a couple of different uh, uh, packages called the Champ- Champions Trail, which is linked in with other clubs that are quite local. Um, our visitor golfers, uh, we've got different green fees at different times of the day, so they vary between the peak time to then a mid-time in the uh, sort of uh, uh, lunchtime area, and then an off-peak time after three o'clock. So for visitor golfers, I think we've got a nice sort of uh, variety of uh, times that they can play, uh, and uh, we also have an overseas membership. So if anybody wants to come and uh, play uh, come here and play 36 holes a day for a week then uh, um, the overseas membership would be a great idea the great thing here you can play golf till 10 30 at night yes so some guys are teeing <laughs> off at 7 30 you know which is wonderful teeing off at 7 30 and playing golf till till 10 30 at night which is great mm. and then i'm just thinking about the experience of playing this course barry like when when golf fans in in the u.s you know, or Australia, Canada, when they get over here and they play this course, tell us about the experience on, on this downfield itself. The experience is, every hole's different. You know, you, you stand on the tee and you, you look down the fairway and the, it's, you know, you've got dog legs, you've got great par threes. It, it visually quite, uh, captures your imagination. You stand on the tee and you imagine, wow, um, how, how you've got to play the hole. Um, but it really does have such a varying shapes, holes, different challenges, you know, short par fives, long par fives, you know, it's a really good golf course. It's a great walk. I mean, a lot of us maybe won't be playing very well, but we right. really enjoy the walk around the golf course. And, and then you get this kind of peace and quiet. You, there might be 250 people on that golf course, but you won't see them because it's tree-lined. It's, it's, it's quite quiet. It's quite peaceful. So... One of the things that is really interesting is that we're on a near just under 300 acres of, of ground. Most 18-hole golf courses are on a, just under 100 acres. So we're a big property. But with that, as Barry says, you, 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 know, you can go out there. We're only five minutes from the centre of Dundee, but you're in this oasis of calm and peace and tranquility. It's lovely. Uh, one of the words that I would use, and it's maybe a, a little bit uh, overused, but it's majestic. Some of the holes you stand on and the teeing grounds are, are big, the trees are huge, and it is. It, it really does sometimes just take your breath away. It creates an arena, doesn't yeah. it? It's, it's spectacular. Well, speaking of arena, before we started recording here, you were telling me uh, something about how this area gets so much wind, and even down in St. Andrews, and then when you get to this course, the playing experience can often be different, right? Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, uh, you know, we are very lucky in that we have uh, a tree-lined golf course um, and uh, that gives us some, uh, some, say, the beautiful views, that majesty that we're talking about, but definitely gives you the shelter, which is great. You can go out there and be buffeted on our first tee because it's coming into your face. That's our prevailing wind. But then you can jump onto our third and fourth holes and you wouldn't know there was a breath of wind. Uh, which is just which is which is nice, and it just gives you that little bit of a, a breather from uh, uh, constantly battling the the, the, the elements. Links. Yeah. Well, what was that, uh, Barry? Well, a lot of the people who will play here will have played links courses. We're so close to these courses that uh, I think this is a nice break for them. If you play golf, it's been windy this year, especially. It's been extremely windy. Um, and even for good golfers, that's hard to play golf in a strong wind. Mm. So when they do come up here and, and on a windy day, you, you, you have that break. You can enjoy your golf again. You know, hit the ball a little bit higher. You know, see the ball stop in a green for a change. Yes, that's so right. It's, it's, I think it's it's quite unique for us. We're so close to all these links courses. We're maybe the first stop. I would say for anyone wanting a little bit of a break from those links, mm. those windy conditions. 
um, I think this would be nice for them. Yeah, and also windy conditions, it makes you, it slows down your play a little bit too. I noticed that too when I was at Arbroath up north. That front nine, when every hole's into the wind, it's just, it, you're thinking more, you're grinding more. So it's nice to kind of off, off the bat not feel as much of that pressure would you say at a place like this, yeah, right? I think as well, you know, certainly, you know, Barry will know this as, as, a, as a PGA pro, the uh, the lies you can get. Uh, we have a relatively lush lies. It's nice and green out there, which is great. Uh, as you see, the ball stops on the green if you had a good shot. Um, if you're in the rough and you don't hit a good shot, it won't stop on the green, which is the right way that golf should be played. Um, uh, I, I think sometimes some of the real hard pan lies that you can get on Lynx golf courses can be really hard for a lot of people to, to adjust to, especially if you come from maybe North America where... Uh, that type of ground is is not very not very not very found very often right because you're not used to picking it a cer- cleanly off of a, t- a tighter lie like that um, you've, got to, you've got to hit down on the ball so much on these firm, firm lies and that's quite a challenge for, for a lot of people because yeah it's like playing on a, on, on a runway right <laughs> well there are maybe a few american golf fans who are on the fence about okay do i want to make a trip to scotland do i want to get to angus north of st andrews what would be kind of your selling point like you know what just get off the fence and check this out what, what would be your thought there barry obviously they're coming to play links golf we completely understand that but you don't want to play links golf all week if you're coming over for four five six rounds of golf <laughs> You're going to be exhausted playing links golf. It's taxing. Way. It's taxing. We've seen them all week. They're, they're tired. And then they go out on that golf course, and, and it just brings back a little bit of home. The home comforts just relaxes them. They, they realise they're not as bad at golf as they thought they were. And uh, I think they just enjoy the break. You know, and then obviously they'll then go back and play the links, but they'll, they'll never forget downfield. It'll stand out. Among these courses, it will stand out the crowd 100%. Yeah, and any closing thoughts there, Simon, on on the experience of downfield? I think the experience is is, is fabulous. I think the idea when when whenever we get any visitor golfers, we want to treat that uh, uh, that person as a member for the day. Um, so when they arrive, uh, to the welcome that they get from Barry and his team in the pro shop, to then hopefully hooking them up with some members as they go out and play, to then coming back inside and enjoying the, 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 the clubhouse and some uh, f- food and uh, refreshments in here. So, so for me, the, the whole idea would be the golf course is, is a given. It's going to be a quality championship golf course um, that they will really enjoy. But for me, it would be that um, real, genuine Scottish hospitality. Uh, and I think that's uh, quite unique for uh, for Downfield. Definitely. When actually, I saw in the in the pro shop there, Barry, that there's is are there are there half off days during the summer for for this region. I, did, did I see that right, or or was that? Uh... We'll have discount rates uh, throughout the day. Your, your peak, your middle of the day, and your off peak rates. Um, but certainly, our, our green fees are very competitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, when when you see what they, they pay for their golf at the links, you know, upwards of two, three hundred, four hundred pounds in some, some of these those places. rounds, right? Uh, I I think for we're eighty pounds at the moment, and I think that is a relative bargain. Um, I mean, a lot of these these Americans that will come off this golf course will think, wow, you you should be two hundred and eighty pounds. <laughs> um, so it's it is a, an absolute cracking deal for a golf course of that caliber. And is that 80 pounds during the meat of the day, like, you know, morning through early that's afternoon? Our, that's our peak time. Okay. Peak summer green fee is, is 80 pounds. But if you want to play after, say, 3 p.m., 40 pounds. Half off. Yeah, exactly. So it's a great deal. And again, remember, it stays light till 10.30, so you could tee off at 3. You could almost get two rounds in. It's great. Simon, Barry, appreciate your time, guys. So much fun. Absolute pleasure, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. 
All right, my thanks to Simon Stevenson, general manager of the Downfield Golf Club, as well as Barry Smith, head pro. Thanks for jumping on the pod there to both of them. And let's get to Liam McDonald, who's I met by happen chance. We got paired together. like uh, We were really two singles there on a Sunday afternoon, the week of the Open Championship, so the Sunday before the big final round. And it was 3 o'clock, and, and uh, the starter said, hey, if you guys want to go together, you could do that. And I'm glad we did. So we come, uh, become friends. We end up playing the same golf courses on our trip to Scotland. It was his first time. He's a member of some classic courses in Ireland, like La Hinch and, and whatnot. But this was his first time playing these courses, so it was a very good opportunity for him. And, and we just uh, had a couple beers afterwards and really enjoyed getting to to know these courses these links courses these parkland courses but we get into it here remembering what we experienced at downfield golf club the course garrett fantastic golf course right and i wasn't necessarily expecting that um here i am i'm in scotland i'm in angus i'm near fife i'm near dundee i'm 25 minutes from st andrews you know you think you should be wired to play maybe links courses this is parkland, it's tree-lined, it's lush green grass everywhere. It's a wonderful golf course, and I would definitely encourage anyone who's in that region, even if they have links on their mind, go play this place. Really, really good challenge, really, really good golf course. And a great variety of holes, too. You know what I mean? Not every hole felt the same. What do you think? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, real good mix. I mean, I, I won't remember the specifics, but it's got a real mix of probably five par fives, probably four par threes, plenty of length and challenge in the par fours, I can tell you. Um, really, really well-maintained golf course. Um, no, really well-maintained. In fact, I got was quite encouraged. I went into the just the driveway. It's in quite a residential area, literally 10 minutes from downtown Dundee. And um, there was a sign at the entrance to say that, I don't know, I, I think I played there maybe in, in the first or second week in July, but at the back end of July, they were hosting the, I believe it was either the British Boys Open Championship or the Home Internationals, one or the other. I can't remember which. And I suppose for a course to be, if you like, honoured uh, with those types of events, it says something about the course and the challenge and the club itself, you know. Well, and also, I, I, I'm curious what, what you felt about the feeling. What did it feel like to be on the grounds there? Because my takeaway from walking around there was these huge team grounds, right? These massive tee boxes. You're looking out and you've got a tree line right uh, left to right hole. You've got beautiful, you know, just high trees everywhere. You're not really feeling the wind that you would normally feel at St. Andrews, not just, just 20 minutes away, right? These links courses, which are so exposed right on the sea. What did it feel like to you to be on the grounds at downfield? It's a really good question. And let me see now. Okay. So as I said to you, um, I'm not sure, I guess, why was I drawn to it? I must've read a review that said it was a good course to play and worth a visit. I said, okay, let's try it out. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect because here I am in the home of golf, the home of Lynx golf, surrounded by Lynx golf courses. All I'll say is, you know, it was a re I, I, you know, I mean, I'm not as competitive as I'd like to be or used to be. I mean, I play off a handicap of six or seven, seven, 6.8 or 6.9 is my handicap index. But so I like to challenge myself. So this was a good golf course. This was a proper challenge. Um, also, just so well-maintained, uh, lush fairways, perfect greens you'd, you, you'd be looking for faults in this golf course you'd be struggling to find any um 
you know, it, I, I played late in the evening. It was quite a comfortable round of golf in that there wasn't much traffic on the golf course. I think it would be a member's golf course as opposed to a visitor's golf course. But absolutely, they, I got a great welcome. They were delighted to see me. I enjoyed my time there. I stayed for a beer afterwards with some of the guys. It was it was really a nice place to visit, actually. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and to compare pricing. For- I will, I will Carrot, I don't suppose you'll have any Irish listeners, but I remember saying to you at the time, <laughs> For those that might be familiar with the Irish countryside or hinterland, it's like a combination of Wicklow, which is known as the Garden of Ireland, Killarney, which is famous for its trees and mountainous areas, and maybe one or two golf courses, the likes of Woodenbridge or Portumna Golf Clubs come to mind. So you're really kind of at one with nature and big, big, mature green trees. You know, So Killarney, Portumna, wooden bridge i'd equate it to say the forested areas of oregon oregon the state of oregon uh, north california if you the image in my mind well not the golf course but the state you know large trees lots of green plenty of rain i suppose as well but but if, if i can imagine something that's picturesque with a lot of green and a lot of trees okay so quite different to what the typical scottish golf experience might be or your you know, your perception of what it might be. But this was a really good golf course. And I would definitely, definitely encourage anyone to chalk it off if you're up that neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was a fun one. Um, in terms of pricing, just, just to cap it off for people, during the high season, it's between 40 and 80 pounds to play, you know, depending on the time of the day. So you're looking at that. Compare that again to open rota courses, which are in the 270 to 280 range during the high season. So, hey, still another good deal, right? Oh, very affordable and uh you know it's it's a fine golf course it's a you know big car park big clubhouse big facilities big golf course plenty of space yeah really enjoyable in a very residential area if you're staying in downtown dundee it's easy to get to i personally was staying in Forfar, maybe 45 minutes from st andrews less than 20 minute drive from from downfield All right. Thanks to Liam McDonald there jumping on with me. And I hope you guys enjoy this. Hope you guys get a chance. Add Downfield Golf Club to your list. As you're putting together a bucket list, at some point you want to get to Scotland. You want to play St. Andrews, the old course. Yes, I get it. Put together your favorite list. But while you get out there, get a chance Sprinkle in some of these other courses, like a downfield. You know what I mean? It's not too far. It's only 20, 25 minutes away. There's a lot that you can get from experience uh, at a place like downfield. I loved, like I said, the Parkland. It's one of the really fun Parkland courses I've played, even as an American. Uh, just the variety. Every hole is different. The unique challenges. Double greens. You throw that in there. And it's just, and like like Simon said, the, the traditional Scottish hospitality goes a long way as well you just feel you feel welcome while you're there and and that's classic so that's really important anyway it's downfield golf club for this episode and hope you guys enjoyed it we'll catch up again soon on beyond the clubhouse